Martini, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome back to Throw Out the Trash. I'm so glad you're here. I hope this episode will take your mind off of whatever you're facing today. I hope you find it helpful, and most of all, I hope it makes you smile. So let's get started. Is a vitamin mineral supplement you're taking really doing its job? Is it making you feel better? Does it give you long-lasting energy and lift the brain fog so many of us experience? Is it really protecting your cells? If not, check out a product called Vitalite from a proactive wellness company called 3. I can't tell you enough how much better I feel from taking it. You take four capsules and one soft gel once every morning. And in each dose, you get more than just vitamins and minerals that are, that are from whole foods. You also get fruits, greens, digestive enzymes, a probiotic, omega-3s, and 72 trace minerals and amino acids. Basically, seven products in one. It supports heart, brain, joint, and eye function, supports a healthy gut microbiome, and promotes cellular energy. This product and five other products from the three company are all listed in the Physician's Desk Reference, and you can find that at www.pdr.net. For more information and to do your own research, visit my website at genieolson.iii.earth. We also have a preferred customer program where you pay wholesale prices instead of retail, so check it out. Okay, today's episode is about antioxidants. Do they really help you? Over the last 20 years or so, you've probably heard the words oxidation, oxidative stress, free radicals, and antioxidants. And for years, you've probably heard that free radicals are bad and that antioxidants are good. Over the last several years, the scientific community has been posting articles that say this isn't entirely true. Well, are they right or wrong? During this episode, I will explain just what oxidative stress, free radicals, and antioxidants are and their relationship with cells in the body. And I will also give you the pros and cons of consuming antioxidants and, of course, lastly, I will give you my opinion on whether they are helpful or not. I'll try not to get too detailed, but I think it's important to know what's going on inside of the body to help you better understand why you should throw out certain things. First, your body is composed of basic building blocks called cells. And cells make up tissues, tissues make up organs, and organs make up organ systems. Most cells have a self-regulating process where everything is in balance, stable, and working properly. It's called homeostasis. When this balance gets off, that's when disease and illness start. And many things can upset this balance, causing what's called free radicals. And free radicals are unstable molecules. According to Very Well Health, these unstable molecules can be made by the body naturally as a byproduct of metabolism or after the body is exposed to toxins in the environment, such as tobacco smoke or even stress. The biggest cause of free radicals, according to Dr. Eric Berg, is glucose, which is a simple sugar. Vegetable oils like soy, corn, cottonseed, and canola are highly processed and are also a cause of free radicals. An interesting note is that fast food restaurants use these oils, and they might use the same vat of oil for several weeks, reheating it over and over, so in a week or two, the oil is a dark brown grease, which is highly oxidized. And since it can't be dumped in the sewer, companies will take the used oil and put it in animal feed. So that's disturbing. Okay, and iron in excess can be a free radical as well. So if you combine oxygen with iron, you get rust. 
And if you haven't listened to the episode that I did on heavy metal toxins that can harm your body, I encourage you to go back and give that one a listen. So let's dig a little deeper into free radicals. How are they formed? Free radicals are formed by a process called oxidation. According to Dr. Berg, in his article entitled, What is Oxidation?, he says that normally atoms, which make up a cell, have paired electrons. And his example was taking a dinner plate and placing a weight on each side of it. The weight represents the electrons. And if you spin the plate on your finger, the plate will spin perfectly. But if you lose a weight or an electron, the plate is off balance and won't spin correctly. So it's now called an unpaired electron. Besides causing free radicals, oxidation can also cause a chemical change due to adding oxygen. For example, when you eat an apple and then leave it on the counter for a while and it turns brown, that's oxidation. So what happens in your body when a cell loses an electron? This free radical goes scavenging looking for another one to steal, and this is called oxidative stress. Kind of like losing your dance partner in a dance, so you go steal someone else's dance partner, and you keep looking until someone gives in. If these unpaired electrons go unchecked in the body, they'll divide and multiply and cause disease and illness such as cancer, autoimmune disease, cataracts, rheumatoid arthritis, heart and cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, and aging skin, including wrinkles and sunspots. I swear I have a new wrinkle that shows up every day. I mentioned oxidative stress. So what is it? Well, oxidative stress occurs when there is an imbalance between the production of free radicals and the body's ability to counteract them. But how can the body counteract free radicals? Well, through antioxidants. So what's an antioxidant? Antioxidant is a general term for any compound that can counteract free radicals. They do this by giving up some of their own electrons, or weights from the plate example, to the free radical making it stable. Well, where do you find these antioxidants? They can be found in the food you eat or from taking supplements. For example, vitamin C comes from oranges and strawberries, vitamin E from your leafy greens or red peppers, beta carotene, which is converted to vitamin A, and lycopene, you can get from asparagus and peaches. Selenium is found in fish, beef, and barley. Zinc is found in beef, pumpkin seeds. And phenols is found in apples, cocoa, or resveratrol. In recent years, there's been a lot of discussion about antioxidants. For instance, in an article called Nourish by WebMD, they say you should be careful, at least when using supplements, because some can interfere with certain medications. In that case, I would talk to your health care provider and ask them what nutrients will interact with your medication. And you can also go to the website drugs.com and it will tell you as well. I do know that certain antioxidant vitamins are not excreted from the body, but are actually stored in your body until they are needed. The known vitamins that are stored are A, C, and E. So to remember these, remember the word ACE. Other vitamins are not stored, such as vitamin C. That is why you should check your vitamin mineral supplement and make sure of the amounts you are taking. Also make sure some of the vitamin A does come from beta carotene because it's more bioavailable, meaning your cells utilize it better. In an article by Primo Nutra, hope I said that right, they state that not all free radicals are bad. 
They can help communicate, eliminate harmful microbes, and even facilitate an immune response. Hydrogen peroxide is considered a free radical and is used by your immune cells to kill bacteria. I've used it many times to wash out open wounds. The issue isn't free radicals themselves, but when there's too many of them and are left unchecked, that's when the problems begin. I personally see the need for antioxidants and I feel you should use supplements and get them from your food as well. So how do you know if you need supplements or not? Well, just look at your diet. How many times today did you actually eat fruits and vegetables? And if you did, did you have some with every meal? It was interesting during the pandemic that the foods that were in low supply on the shelves were packaged goods like macaroni, ramen noodles, and canned goods. But there was plenty of fruits and vegetables left. Okay, when choosing your fruits and vegetables, a good idea to start with is by picking two of each color of food. For instance, buy strawberries and raspberries, those are red. Buy green beans and spinach, they are green. Buy oranges and peaches, they are orange in color. And go through all the colors and try to have these on hand. Now I'm guilty of buying a bunch of fruits and vegetables and then end up throwing them out. So that's why I rely on high-quality vitamin and mineral supplements like Vitalite. And that way I know that I'm covered and I trust what's going in my body. Just remember everything in moderation. And I hope you found this helpful today. So now on to Mountain Adventures. My husband Nick and I live in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. We're completely off-grid and produce our own power with a windmill, solar panels, and a backup generator. It's not easy, but we love our life in the mountains. We own and operate a cattle ranch, and there is never a dull moment. We encounter more animals than most, and today I want to share my experience with the infamous pack rat. Yep, a rat. Not my favorite at all. Before I start, here's a few interesting facts about pack rats. A pack rat is also known as a wood rat. They look like a cross between a rat and a squirrel with large eyes, a long furry tail, but it's not bushy, and they have rat-like bodies. To me, their nose seems to be squished up and it isn't pointed. They're about eight to nine inches long and can weigh up to a pound. Yikes! They like to collect various objects and add them to their nest, also called a midden. They especially like shiny things like wires and pieces of electrical equipment. Remember this as I share my story. Their diet is mostly plants, nuts, and berries, and they are considered herbivores. And get this, some people catch and eat these rodents. Not me. We had a dog named Kendra who was an Australian Shepherd, Boracali, Blue Healer mix, and she was awesome at catching them and would promptly eat them right on the spot. Yuck. Well, my first encounter with a pack rat was when I was younger, about 10 years old or so. My dad showed me where a pack rat had been in his shop, and it had taken some nuts and bolts from his toolbox because they are shiny. But what's interesting about pack rats is that they will leave you something else in its place, and it had left my dad some grass and leaves. Now that side of a pack rat is pretty cool, but that's about it. I didn't encounter another pack rat until I was older, and Nick and I had just married. That was about 25 years ago. There's an old abandoned granary on our property that was used years ago to store grain, and a family of pack rats had taken it over. Nick decided it was time for the pack rats to go because they were taking over the granary and he wanted to preserve it. So he took a pellet gun and decided to shoot them. 
Nick took a few shots and then handed the gun to me. It seemed like I took a lot of shots, but I finally hit one and it came crawling towards me. That freaked me out. I thought it was going to attack me. So I shot about a hundred more times and finally killed it. And Nick was laughing at me the whole time. I think it was because I was dancing around a lot. Hey, I wasn't going to let it get me. The pack rats have been a nuisance for a long time. Several years ago, a pack rat got up inside the engine of our semi. And it's interesting that Canadians call it semi. I like that. And it ate most of the wiring. And that was a huge problem, and it took Nick several days to repair it. Well, last year, a pack rat got up inside the engine of Nick's pickup. We knew it was there because our dogs, Ben and Belle, would lay under the pickup for hours and bark. And we could see it moving around, hiding from the dogs, but it wouldn't leave the pickup. We tried to set a trap, but that didn't work either. The pack rat stayed in the pickup for several days, and then one day decided to go from Nick's pickup to my new Jeep Wrangler. I couldn't believe it. We knew it was there, too, because the dogs laid under my Jeep and barked for hours. And if you opened the hood, you could see it. Okay, so now I'm freaking out. You know, it was totally fine that the pack rat was in Nick's pickup. <laughs> you know, hey, it's an older pickup. But my new Jeep? No way. Here was the scary part. I had to drive it for my seasonal job getting water measurements along the Snake River. So I drove like a mad woman. Hey, I did not want to coming up through the floorboards and start gnawing on my ankle, okay? So I'd go super fast and then slam on the brakes. I'd take corners way too fast, trying to get the pack rat to fall out. I went 60 miles doing this. I was swerving back and forth, but that darn little bugger wouldn't budge. If anyone would have seen me, they probably would have thought I was driving drunk. Well, I ended up going to, into the nearest town called Idaho Falls after work because I needed groceries. I had given up the fight with this little pack rat and decided Nick would just have to figure something out when I got home. So I went to a Fred Meyer store and parked really, really close to an older lady's car, you know, just in case the pack rat decided he'd had enough of my crazy driving. I know, I know, that wasn't the nicest thing to do, but I was concerned for my safety. Well, I was in the store for about a half an hour and when I came back out, I checked under the hood of my Jeep and the pack rat was gone. Problem solved. <laughs> I always wondered what happened when that little old lady got home and screamed and yelled to her husband, There's a rat in my car. And he probably would say, Where in the hell did you get that? Oh, gee, I have no idea. Well, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Okay, make sure to check out my website, throwoutthetrash.podbean.com, and you can email me at lifetop7 at gmail.com. Hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode and leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. And remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. And in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Proverbs 3.6 Go get your dreams. See you next time. Ah!